A Sopwith roared toward Montfort, the flames from dual machine guns bursting behind the propeller. Montfort slammed his albatross onto its side, missing the oncoming Sopwith by the shortest ten feet Montfort had ever seen. Montfort watched the Sopwith bank hard to its right, then he pulled his plane into a flat turn. He closed his eyes as his path took him straight toward the sun and rolled the plane over and out of an inversion. With the sun to his back, he found the Sopwith over the rest of the dogfight. The bright colors of Montfred's flight were in a scrum with the tan English planes. He dived toward the Sopwith, praying the sun kept him hidden until he was ready to strike. At fifty yards, he fired, still closing on the target. Bullets tore into the Sopwith's engine, and black smoke erupted from the damaged engine. Montfred kept his dive as he spat past his foe and saw red flames grasping toward the pilots from behind the oily smoke. That plane was done for, and his men needed him. A flare of light erupted above him. Montfred looked up and saw the burning cloud that remained of the Sopwith following an explosion. He heard a keening sound above the wind and his engine as a shape hurtled toward him from above. The keening turned into a scream as a flaming hunk of debris fell past him. Montfred looked down and saw it was a burning man writhing as he plummeted to the earth. The man's screams faded away, but the sound stayed with Montfred. Montfred sank into his seat, his chest heaving as a sudden terror wrapped icy tendrils around his arms and chest. The fear crept into his hands, and he couldn't will them into steering. Lothar's D-3 crossed in front of him. Montfred shook his head out of his stupor and took control. They need me, he thought. He mumbled that phrase over and over as he looked around his plane and reoriented himself to the battle. He found four of his pilots quickly. Only Schaefer's red and black plane was missing. Wolf and Almenroder were on the tail of a Sopwith. Montfred caught a glimpse of a lone Newport flying just above the treetops toward the west. Montfred banked over and dived toward the lower Newport, building up airspeed as he lost altitude. The Newport was fleeing the battle, leaving the rest of his comrades to their fate against the best squadron Germany had in the air. Montfred cursed the Englishman's cowardice as he closed in. He fired a burst from a hundred yards away. If this pilot was willing to run from a fight, he might land and accept capture. Another burst, but the Newport kept flying. So be it, Montfred thought. The English pilot kicked his plane's rudder bar, trying to fishtail Montfred off of him, to no avail. One of Montfred's tracer rounds speared into one side of the Newport, through the cockpit, and out the other side. The Newport banked sharply and veered into the ground. The engine and landing gear hit first, and the plane spun across the ground like a skater sliding across ice, before coming to rest inside a copse of trees. Montfred turned back and found his flight regrouping over the smoking ruin of a plane. He flew in front of his men and wagged his wings, signaling for them to follow. He looked across the countryside, but there was no sign of Schaefer. Montfred led them back to the airfield at Douai and spotted a knot of soldiers next to a road, surrounding what looked like a staff car that had driven off the road. Montfred flew low and slow overhead, and the soldiers broke away from the crash. It was a red plane, black wings broken away from the rest of the fuselage. He had found Schaefer.